What up, what up, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mike Milner. And today I've got a special guest with me, bringing in somebody from the Pop family, Coach Melanie, because there was an important topic that was discussed in our Facebook group, which quick plug, if you're not in our group, you should be, and I'm going to post that in the show notes so you can join us. But Coach Trish, who is another one of the pop coaches, did a masterclass on supporting a busy lifestyle with nutrition and basically how to accommodate when you have craziness going on in your life. When, you know, Trish is somebody who her kids um, are like going through a busy time of year. She's got one kid who's like competitive cheerleader. She's got another who's got some other stuff going on. So she's pulled in a million directions and she did this whole masterclass on how she supports her busy schedule, um, how she uses her nutrition to support her busy schedule rather than using it as an excuse to not stay on track. And there's some helpful tips and tricks that she went over. And Melanie is somebody who has three kids, has two jobs, um, is, you know, single parenting at times and just is, you know, I don't want to compare, but like for people who say, oh, my life is so busy. I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to focus on my health. Well, I figured it would be super helpful to bring in another perspective uh, from somebody who lives it every single day and has been able to stay consistent and achieve results that most people would want. And so, um, first of all, welcome, Melanie. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So before we get into the meat of this topic, like understanding how to um, you know, set up your life in a way that accommodates your busy schedule and not using it as an excuse to fall off, um, not using it as a reason to not even care about your health or prioritize your health, um, I first wanted to mention that today I was training at a hotel gym and was listening to some old school hip hop. And I came to the realization, or it was actually more of a reminder, that old school hip hop is so much better than anything new out there. And I had to mention it because it was like all classics from the 90s. And I realized that give me 90s hip hop and rap all day over anything new. And don't get me wrong. I love Kendrick Lamar. I love J. Cole. But new school hip hop does not hold the candle to old school. And so I just wanted to put that out there as the most important thing that we cover on this podcast today. But now I'm going to turn it over to Melanie. I don't know how I topped that. No, you can't. (laughs) So first, I want to like set the stage for everybody to understand. And I mentioned it briefly, but just talk about, and I know that you're not the type of person who wants any sort of sympathy or anybody to feel bad for you, but you do have a lot of shit going on in your life. So let's just start there and like help people understand all of the hurdles that you have to kind of maneuver when you're trying to set up your nutrition and your training schedule and all the things that you do. So um, you already mentioned it, but I have uh, three kids. They are 12, 10, and 7. I have two girls and a boy sandwiched in the middle there. Um, I do have two jobs, so I work full-time as a marketing manager for um, a clinical research organization. You want me to grab this? Um, For a clinical research organization, and then I work part-time as a nutrition coach. Um, I'm separated now about two years, um, so when I do have my kids, which is half the time, um, I am going at it by myself, so I'm single parenting um, when I'm parenting. And even when I'm not parenting, I would suggest it's still... 
you know, there's never, if you're a parent, you're always on. So even if they're not sleeping at my house, you know, I'm running them to tennis or I'm running, you know, a Barbie over to Evie, my youngest who left it at my house and needs it at her dad's house. So there's, even if the kids aren't with me, it's always super busy. Um, so two jobs, three kids, um, recently separated, recently moved into my own house, um, furnished my whole house. So the last two years especially have been super crazy. But I think the you know one thing for me that's always been really important is that my nutrition and my training, I always looked at as my consistencies. So even when, um, you know, I think a lot of times people who are going through a lot of like life changes or even just a busy time, I mean, there's always seasons in life and there's going to be times when you're busier versus times when you're not so busy. And I, I wouldn't, I really feel like training and nutrition can be those kind of North stars for if, if that's something that you're interested in and something that you're into and something that makes you feel good about yourself. Um, you know, they should be positives in your life and something that serves as a consistency. So when everything else feels super topsy-turvy, which I think for everybody, that's always going to be something that happens. Um, your nutrition and your training can really serve as something that holds you down and kind of keeps your feet on the ground. And um, I, I do think it's kind of helpful to look at it that way versus, oh my God, I have to go to the gym and I have 80 other things I need to do, or, oh my God, I need to track my macros and I have 80 other things I need to do. You know, those can actually be things that save you and make you feel like there, you have control over something. Um, and that's something that I always talk about with my clients. Like, let those be the things that you feel like when nothing else feels like you can control it. Let those be the things that you feel like you still have your arms wrapped around. Yeah, I love that perspective. Obviously, at POP, we're big on mindset. And so just that mindset shift of these are the things that I are actually the consistencies in my life. They're the constants. They're the things that I do have control over rather than, you know, honestly, for most people, when things get hectic, those are the two things that fall off first without fail. And I think that, you know, it's like if you're moving, I see it all the time, job transitions, if you're moving, um, if you're going through, a, a, you know, relationship issues, if you're going through just any sort of hardships, without a doubt, the number one thing to fall off is nutrition and number two is training schedule. Um, it's just, you know, for whatever reason, we let all of that go to shit with the, with everything, all the chaos that's around us. And I think just that mindset shift of I actually can control these things. There's a lot going on in my life right now that I can't control, but my nutrition and my training, I can. And using those things as the constants to kind of pull you through. Now, let's talk about it from like a practical standpoint yeah. uh, from, you know, your schedule is kind of all over the place. Um, and so how do you make sure that those things stay yeah. constant? And I think that's the biggest, um, such an important thing. And I think, you know, we talk about food choices being really personal. And we talk about, um, especially at POP, we talk about neurotype training and about training based on your personality and um, how food, you know, is based a little bit on your personality, and your, not a little bit, a lot, on your personal preferences. You know, we talk about macros and like, you know, some people just naturally want to eat more higher, you know, higher fat. Some people naturally will gravitate toward higher protein or higher carbs. And those are important factors. And I think we, as coaches, we think about that stuff all the time when it comes to setting up your nutrition and your training. But the same goes for life and like as how you as an individual approach keeping those things as constant. So I, I have to admit like that has looked different for me throughout 
so for about five years, I've been training, um, you know, the way I've been training, like very consistently in the gym five or six days a week. That's for me. I love that. Um, That doesn't mean that anybody else has to train five to six days a week. I've been tracking my food for about five years. That doesn't mean, you know, tracking should be used as a tool, not, not an everyday thing for me. I enjoy it. I don't, it's not a burden to me, but it has looked different throughout the course of those five years. And I think that that's really important is like, how does it work for you? And then not getting super tied and married to that. So, you know, there was a time, I was just actually explaining this to a client. When I first started tracking, I would literally lay in my bed at night and I loved it. Like it was, it was like a little, you know, puzzle every night. And I would lay in my bed every night and I would plug in my food for the next day. I do not do that anymore. At this point, I know I'm, you know, I'm a very basic eater that works for me. Um, I don't plan my food out the day before. I know what I'm going to eat generally, and I kind of just play a little bit of um, of macro Tetris throughout the day. But it works for me, and it suits my life right now. I'm I'm busy. Sometimes I don't put any a single entry into my fitness pal until you know four o'clock that that afternoon. Sometimes I do it in the morning. Sometimes I do it while I'm training during rest periods. But I I never really hold myself accountable to a very rigorous process because that doesn't suit my personality. You know, my personality is much more um, figure it out as I go along and, and every day feels like that, but that feels right to me. And so that doesn't feel right to everybody, but I think the takeaway and the thing that most people can apply is just don't get married to like one specific way of doing it. What worked for you yesterday may not work for you tomorrow. You know, something will happen in your life and, you know, you may move to a new house. You may go through a kitchen renovation. You may, you know, it it can be really positive. It doesn't have to be a negative thing, but really positive things can happen in your life. You know, your spouse can get a great job opportunity, um, you know, overseas, like whatever that looks like. You have to be flexible enough to say, these are the consistencies, but how I approach those consistencies may not look the same. And I think that has been why I've been able to, you know, quote unquote, stay on. And that doesn't mean I'm stay, I'm on track every single day of every single year. You know, certainly I give myself breaks or vacations or whatever, but I always get right back on track. It just looks a little bit different when I do because I flex with it and I, and I kind of do whatever is going to work for me. I keep my, my meals. I do, do not meal prep. I've never meal prepped. Doesn't work for me. I'm not that person. Um, we, you know, cook very basic proteins every week. They're in the fridge. We've got steamable veggies in the freezer. That's what I make. Um, there's quick snacks like cottage cheeses, yogurts, built bars, shameless plug for built bars. Um, you know, really simple things that I can grab and throw in my lunch bag for work every day because by the time I get to packing my stuff for the day, I've packed three lunches. And every mom out there, I think will agree, packing lunches is the bane of our existence. It sucks. So when I get to myself, I'm tired, I've had it, I gotta grab some stuff that's super easy for me. And so I know those things and those are my go-to things and that's how I keep it super simple. Yeah, and I love that. I think the main takeaway and the reason that I wanted to do this episode was because you know Trish gave a lot of great points about what she does. You're giving a lot of great points about what you do. And the bottom line is that it really is an individual thing. And what I want everyone to understand is just because you try something and it doesn't work, that doesn't mean that everything else should be thrown out the window. That doesn't mean that, oh, I'm just not good at tracking or I'm too busy to do this. It just means that that specific thing that you tried probably isn't right for you and you can figure it out in a different way. And you made a great point about all challenges looking different at different times in your life. And 
the best way that I heard this described was you can either use those things as an excuse or you can look at them as puzzles that need to be figured out. One gives you a very growth mindset, a very positive way of thinking about it. Like, yes, I'm going through a hard time right now. Yes, there's challenges that I need to face, but this is just a puzzle that I can figure out. I can put the pieces together and I can make it work. Or you can take the approach of, this is too difficult for me. I'm not even going to bother. Or maybe you tried, you know, bulk cooking and it didn't work well. Like for me, I did try that. It it was horrible. Like I couldn't stay consistent with bulk cooking. I just everything went to waste, especially with like veggies and like potatoes and stuff like that. I just I like to, you know, I'm kind of similar to you and that I like to kind of wing it sometimes and just see what fits and then make it work with what I have and I've been doing this long enough that that works for me and it feels right and um, so my point is that just because you tried something like making things in bulk and it didn't work, that doesn't mean that you can't stay cons- consistent. That doesn't mean that you know, you're a failure or you can't figure it out. It just means that you have to experiment more. You have to try new things. You have to think outside the box. Like, Look at your schedule and figure out how can we make these things consistent? How can we make these the constant that, that lead us through that difficult time versus using it as an excuse to fall off? And one of the things that I loved about Trisha's masterclass where she talked about you know cooking chicken, putting it in a bag, yeah. and then literally being at her, her daughter's cheerleading competition and eating chicken right out of the bag. Yeah. Like, that is something that not a lot of people would think of, and maybe you would get a few awkward looks, but yeah. who cares? Like that, I would, you know, that. To me, that sounds fantastic. For somebody else, it might not work. Yeah. Sorry, you were just about to. No, I was just thinking that it is such a great point because uh, Trish and I are very much on the same page. I mean, I've literally, you know, eaten chicken with my raw, with my bare hands because I didn't have a fork and a knife and I had to get it done and that's what I wanted to eat. And so I ate it. And I think, you know, part of what people who are able to stay consistent and kind of not let life get in the way, because there, I'm, I'm sorry, there's no, everybody has life, right? Everybody has life get in the way, you know, often, probably more often than not. And so you just have to figure out a way to keep moving forward. And if you, and if staying, you know, quote unquote on track is your goal, then you find a way to make it work. And you, sometimes you have to be creative. Sometimes you have to be a little gross, like eating chicken with your hands. But, um, you know, that's, that's just kind of how, how you make it work. And I totally, I was going to say something and now I completely. That's all right. I think it's important to also frame what that consistency looks like, because it will be different for everybody. I think, you know, you said you get into the gym five to six days a week, even with your schedule. And I know that, you know, that's something that you make sure happens every single morning because you know, if you let it wait until the afternoon, you're not, you're going to get, you're pulled in a million directions. It's not going to get done for somebody else. It literally might just be, your schedule might be so hectic that consistency is three days a week for 30 minutes. Like, and I was talking to you earlier today about how my workouts now I've been timing them. And I think my longest workout is 45 minutes. Most of my workouts are 30 minutes and that's just, it, works for me. And so I've had to reframe that consistency. And it's the same thing with nutrition. Just because you had a day where you didn't track or you ate a little bit more than you intended to, that doesn't mean you're off track. That doesn't mean you're inconsistent. You just have to reframe things a little bit. And sometimes, you know, look at it from a different perspective. At this phase in my life, during this challenge, you know, I might only be able to track macros four days a week or not even at all. Maybe I have to look at a different way to monitor my intake. Maybe I'm literally going to just say, you know, three meals, two snacks. My meals are going to be mostly vegetables and protein. I'm going to have starch to, excuse me, to support my workouts. But um, you were going to say? Yeah, I was just going to say that I think... Um Trish made a really good point about getting um, strange, getting strange looks, and 
somebody wrote something, I think I saw it on Instagram, where they said that when a client comes to them and says that they want to diet, they listed like five things that they asked that client when they're, to make sure that they're actually ready to diet. And the top thing was, do your friends and family, like basically your circle, do you feel supported in doing this? And this was, this was I think, um, a little bit more for like a competitor situation. But I thought it was really interesting because part of, I think, a challenge that we hear a lot of times um, from clients is that, you know, they have to, especially, you know, busy moms or busy dads, they, they have to cook for a family. And so I don't want to make something different for myself than I make for, for my family. And I think it's, you know, it kind of goes back to what Trish was saying about eating chicken out of a bag at her daughter's cheerleading competition, which is, my point is, you actually, I think it's important to to remember that sometimes you just have to create that reality for yourself and for your, for the people around you. Like, it's great if your family and friends all believe in what you're doing and support you, but sometimes they're not going to, they may, but they may not completely support you. But part of, I think, what has helped me at least um, you know, like I said, in the past five years where I've really kind of taken control of my nutrition and my training is I have, my kids were, were pretty little and they, you know, but I do make something separate for myself. But a lot of times I've also found creative ways um, just a silly example, like tacos. You know, I'll make tacos and they get certain things with their tacos and I make my tacos a different way that fits into my macros for the day. But my point is my kids are used to the way that I eat and understand that the gym is important to me. So like when they, you know, they know I'm going to go to the gym and they know that I want to make time to go to the gym and they don't even think twice about it anymore. So I think part of the journey and the, um, you know, sometimes what we have to do as parents and just as busy people, even if you're not a parent, is just to create that reality for yourself and and the people around you, ultimately they will get used to it. And it's, it's just like any other kind of change that you go through in your life. But you know, when you start off, you might have to have a lot of conversations like, I'm going to the gym. This is important to me. Why is it important to you? It makes me feel healthy. It makes me feel good about myself. You know, why are you cooking? Why do you eat chicken all the time? It makes me feel good. Why do you eat so many veggies? It makes me feel good. You know, just having very transparent conversations with your kids and with your spouse or your loved ones, whatever. But eventually, just like anything else, just like when we talk about creating habits and like that, that you're playing the long game, I think having those conversations and like creating that situation for yourself and that reality for yourself is also something that's really important. And it takes time sometimes. Yeah, for sure. And I love all of those points. And I think that, again, it comes back to the mindset shift. It comes back to, you know, being in control of your own environment and having those difficult conversations and not just throwing your hands up because, you know, maybe you have an unsupportive relative or family member that that doesn't understand why you're doing what you're doing and and you don't want to look you know stupid cooking chicken or eating chicken out of a bag you know there's certain times where you really have to assess how important this is and can I have that conversation can I make this my reality um I think that's a perfect place to wrap up and especially because you know having this perspective and I'm I'm going to drop the link to Trish's masterclass in the show notes so everybody can check that out and you'll hear you know what she does to prepare for her busy schedule. You've heard what Melanie does to prepare for her busy schedule, and it looks different. They're gonna, you're gonna hear that individualistic, you know, tone to both of them because that really is at the end of and at the end of the day, what matters is can you be consistent within your own life, and how can you make those things, your training, your nutrition, those habits that we're trying to establish, how can those be the constants that carry you forward? through the chaos. And I think that that is the most important thing. And you will mess up. We all do. There will be times where you're like, wow, I really don't have this under control. 
but it's just another lesson for you to take and apply moving forward. Every experience that you have is another lesson. It's another you know, opportunity for you to learn and grow and evolve. And that, that mindset will change the game because look at it like a puzzle. You're not going to move every, you're not going to put every piece in the right place on the first try. You have to sometimes turn it around and figure out what piece goes where. And it, and sometimes you feel like I'm never going to figure this out, but you will if you just keep working at it. So using, you know, using that, um, the challenges as viewing them as a puzzle versus using them as an excuse, that mindset will change everything. So um, that's a good place to wrap up. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And we will talk to you all very soon.